right, we're back. We're back with uh, Without a Mic podcast, uh, the podcast where we talk all things movie, TV, and everything in between. Uh, we're doing a popcorn review today. So it's myself, Spencer. We have Brittany on the podcast. Hello. And we're doing a review on Nope, which is arguably the biggest summer blockbuster of the year. It's definitely a polarizing film. I've heard so many opinions for and against it. And I felt like this would be such a great film to go into. So, nope. Let's get some initial reactions in here, Brittany. What were your initial thoughts? Okay, I will say, right after, as soon as it ended, I was a little upset. I was like, dang, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little bit confused, which is normal after a Jordan Peele movie to be confused. Yeah. But I also was almost like, hmm? It was just... I don't know. But then I started thinking about it. And the more that I think about it, the more I'm like, you know what? There were really good parts. But I will say there were also parts that I could have done without. But there were really good standout parts that I really liked. So are you a little bit mixed? Are you? Do you have mixed emotions about the film? Or what's kind of your take? Yeah, I have, I have mixed emotions. I'm going to say I love Jordan Peele. But I will say that this is the bottom three of his movies that he's released. Really? Oh, okay. I think Get Out, Get Out, and then Us. And then now I think Nope is at the bottom. I think... I almost think it's hard to argue that Get Out, I think Get Out's the best of his three that he's had. Um, Once again, it was his directorial debut, a four and a half million dollar budget, brought in over $300 million. So like it was such a a masterpiece because of the way he wrote it and it was just so authentic. And obviously the, the social kind of activity that he had in that film. I have not seen Us and I almost feel like it's kind of popular or common for a lot of people to go from Get Out to Nope and kind of skip Us. However, yeah. I think that Jordan Peele is very intriguing because he also writes a lot of work. He just doesn't write and direct a lot. So this is his only third. This is his third film where he's written and directed. But he did. Um, oh, it, it was literally another horror film that just came out. He wrote it. Um, hold on, let me find out because I think this film was very interesting. And I thought I knew what I was going to get myself into. But I had no idea until you watched it. And obviously he had his social cues and the things that he was trying to address in regards to social matters. Um, But I was honestly shocked. So I want to go into... But would you you clarify this as horror or sci-fi? Oh, man. Um, Because that's where I'm getting like, okay, I don't think it was a horror movie. Oh, Candyman, by the way. That's the other film that he wrote. So... He didn't. Oh, he didn't direct it, but he wrote it. But he it. didn't direct it. Yeah. Okay. Um, that. Okay. That's a good question. Let me ask you this in return. How would you describe Signs? Would you say Signs was a sci-fi or a horror film? Don't hate me, but I haven't seen it. <gasps> what? <laughs> I know. Okay. I'm too scared. No, that's understandable. I'm too scared. That's understandable. <laughs> the reason why I ask is because Signs, Signs is very relatable in my opinion because it's it's extremely suspenseful. It's, it has the sci-fi aspect, but it has the horror aspect. It has like that thrill of like kind of fear sucked into you. I think besides the couple disturbing aspects of this film, it's a sci-fi movie. I don't, I think besides those moments, you're not necessarily scared. You're just kind of like on the edge of your seat, a little disturbed, a little confused at times. But then to kind of contrast your point, because you're like, hey, the more I think about it, I'm not sure if I like it. I'm kind of the opposite. I'm like, the more I think about it, I'm like, this is kind of brilliant, you know, because we had a text thread conversation where you're like, what's up with the monkey, right? (laughs) And I I think that's kind of the common question, like, what is going on with this monkey in the film? 
And honestly, I think it's Jupe that is the focal point of the entire film. Whereas, like, the monkey was like, why is that there? I think people need to look at Jupe, you know, the child actor who was then obviously the leader of that amusement park that he had. And mm-hmm. kind of the perspective of, you know, he he lived through that moment with the chimpanzee because he saw this bad miracle, the shoe standing straight up. And he didn't look the animal in the face because he was so focused on that shoe. And so he felt this confidence of like, oh, when he discovered there was an alien in the sky, where at the time, I think many people thought it was just a UFO. He said, I can control it, you know, by feeding him the horses that he was purchasing from um, the ranch and pretty much putting on a show. So I felt like that was kind of the tie in. However, the monkey scene was very disturbing, right? And also the scene of the yeah. monster literally eating the people and it was in his throat. I just think those disturbing moments are kind of artistic in a way, but that's very Jordan Peele. I didn't. Right. I think the monkey scene was the best part of the whole movie. Like, um, for me, I thought it was the best part. And, like, I think that's why I look back and I'm like, I don't know, because I really liked those scenes. But then you bring up the eating the people part. I laughed because it looked like a balloon house. What's up with you eating? Like- you laugh at, pe- at like, the, you're like, yeah, I'm Batman. Was it not supposed to be funny? It's like, no, it's like the darkest well, film of the year. I, I know. I thought it was, I thought it looked like a bounce house. You know what I mean? Like the, oh yeah. You yeah. know, it looked exactly like that. And I was like, okay. Like, I just felt like it, I don't know. I felt like it could have, I guess I just like expected a little bit more. It seemed, okay. you know, and then like, the balloons popping in the monkey scene i thought right away i was like is it from the aliens but then i was like wait but there's a roof over it so now i'm confused you know so i mean there was just so much confusion which i normally love because i can get out you watch it the first time and at the end you're like wow okay now when you go watch it the second time you see the you see why this woman is doing the things that she's doing you see it in a different way if i go watch nope again nothing's going to, I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, and that's what I want in a Jordan Peele film. Same with us. When you watch us, you're kind of like, oh, okay. And then you get to the end and you're like, oh, I was waiting. Like my husband joked and he was like, I was expecting the monkey to be flying the alien spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> and I no was wonder like, why you're yeah, laughing during all these serious <laughs> moments. That would have like turned it to be like, oh, okay. I, I guess I just was missing something for a Jordan Peele movie to kind of be wrapped up in a bow was different for me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's understandable. I mean, the one thing I liked, I, I guess what I like overall with Jordan Peele, and I guess I only have two films to really work with because I haven't seen Us, but he makes he makes these big films, or I guess bigger films, feel very independent. Like this felt like an independent film on a big scale. Whereas, like, if you took his same story and you gave it to Steven Spielberg or honestly any other big director, they're going to make some type of Marvel-esque Jurassic Park, very big budget feeling movie that that feels a little bit like an adventure rather than a sci-fi thriller. And Jordan Peele Mm -hmm. has, like, a perfect art with being able to, to frame stuff super curious on such a low budget. Now, I don't know what his budget was. I'm sure it was pretty high on this film. But, like, that's kind of what draws me to his work is that he knows how to write something where he says, hey, here's kind of this phenomenon that's very science-oriented, even Jaws, you know, kind of like a kind of like an ode to, you know, past films that have been monumental for Hollywood. But then he says, mm-hmm. let me put, like, a really independent touch on it because I don't want this to feel like a cheap thrill, which 
I think the yeah. fact that you and I, and along with it, many others, you know, I, I was just talking before we started the podcast that I was listening to a podcast um, where they reviewed Nope. And I think the fact that it's very polarizing and we're having this conversation makes it a pretty decent film worth watching, right? Because everybody's going to yeah. want to talk about it in some fashion or another. Whereas if we went and saw, I don't know, like Iron Man, we're going to say, hey, that was a good film. We don't have anything else yeah. to say besides like it was really good. Like it was it was a good Marvel film. Whereas this one, it's so controversial and it's so polarizing that it creates a conversation worth having. Yeah, and he does that on purpose. And that's what we that's what I love about him is that he does that. And as you were as you were talking about the social cues that he does in his movies, the social stuff that he hides in his movies too. I think that's just why Get Out was so good. And I hate to compare what he does to Get Out, but when it's your favorite film, you know, like when you start out on top, which I feel like he has. Yep, he did. He's going to have little, you know, da-da-da. I just felt like with Nope, with so much hype and so much secretiveness, I didn't feel like um, the secretiveness was necessary, if that makes sense. Yeah. What did you think about when, when the alien kind of like opened itself up? What did you think about that? I was confused. That was, I was so it confused. was a I'm trip. Like, <laughs> it was a trip. I'm like, where's his mouth? I know. <laughs> I'm like, why is he opening up now? <laughs> I know. It was, it was, it was, it was cool. I didn't like the green thing. I was like, what's the green thing? Is that its mouth? Like I was like getting confused because the, throughout the whole film, you're kind of like, it's a spaceship, right? And it looks like a spaceship. Mm-hmm. I do want to touch real quick before we talk about the, you know, monster or whatever. The alien part was the best part also of the movie. So the monkey part and then the alien part where like, you know, he's in the barn and he turns on oh, the lights yeah. and he goes out, yeah, yeah. turns them on and the alien stands up and they're like this. I was like, I was freaking my out. Jaw was I was freaking floor. out. I was freaking out. I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be good. And then it turns out to be, spoiler alert, it turns out to be <laughs> kids in costumes. And I was like, damn, I was really looking forward to that. That was probably one of the coolest parts of the movie. I'm not... But, um, yeah. You, you make a good point. Because, like, I think what makes this film reputable in any way, shape, or form is the misdirection that it constantly has. Right? Like, yes. at the start of the film, it's, like, this scene with the monkey. And you're like, what the... F-? Like, what's going on with this monkey right, right now? And then when he's in the barn and you see the aliens, and you're like, oh, my God, this is it. It's coming so soon. I did not know we were about to see the aliens so soon <laughs> in the movie. And then it hits you and you're like, yep. oh. And then when you find out that the, the UFO is not a UFO and it's an actual monster, it's an alien. And you're like, oh my God, like this thing is literally eating people, you know? Like, yes. That is what's happening. And so I think this, this film is just filled with misdirection. And I think that that's what makes Jordan Peele say, hey, if you want to fully understand this, you have to go see it more than once. It's not a film that you can go to and say, yeah, I got all the answers. I know exactly what I need. At least in my perspective, like, I know I want to go see it again. Not necessarily because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm dying to see this film, but more because right. I want answers to all the questions I have. Do you think that you'll get them, though? Yes. Because I don't, I don't know if watching the second time you would get it. Did you watch Tenet by Christopher Nolan? Yes, and don't I, I'm too dumb. I'm too no, dumb you're, to be watching. You're not. That. No, you're not I, dumb. You're not I, dumb. That, I am too dumb to be like, wow. I was so confused. I read so much stuff about it. <laughs> I still was so confused. I was just all over the place. I mean, I really liked the movie, but I felt dumb as rocks at the end. I was like, 
I got to look some stuff up because I, I'm confused. I don't blame. No, you're not like you're. I feel like you're right there with everyone else, including myself. I went and saw it four times. And it was the third time that I was finally like, oh, my God. I literally like kind of fully grasp exactly what's going on. Like even the second time I was like, all right, this is like really good. But I still have answers. I still have questions. And so I'm wondering if that's like, nope. You know, maybe I don't get everything I want going a second time. But I think I'm going to start finding more puzzle pieces that I can say, okay, like this is the direction he's going. This is why the monkey is such a prominent role. I do think the, the monkey and the monster have so many similarities because mm-hmm. and it's it's their similarities with Jupe and their relationship with Jupe because Jupe was just trying mm-hmm. to essentially monetize both. He was trying to monetize a predator. You know, he was monetizing the predator on a show with the monkey when he was a kid. I mean, it wasn't him, but he was on that show. And then he's trying to monetize the monster because he knew the monster was there. He held that show every night. They showed uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character see like go there at night and see like the ring of lights around the stadium. And he's like, what's going mm-hmm. on? Obviously, that was Jupe hosting the alien coming and eating the horse that he had in that container. And he was doing that all the time. He was buying the horses from their ranch. And so I felt like the connection between Jupe's character and the animals or the predators was very fascinating to me. But I need to know more. I, I'm, I'm just kind of slowly putting that together right now. Well, it is confusing because um, the meeting with Jupe and Daniel um, Kalua has first meeting he wants the horses back and jupe says okay when obviously he cannot get those horses back yeah yeah so i get what you're saying about like questions like that because now i think about it i'm like i wonder what his right okay i want you to go on google okay and i want you to go to nope poster okay and then look at um the one with um jupe's character on there where is it with his cowboy hat okay I see. and he's looking up you see it uh-huh Okay, the cowboy hat is not the cowboy hat. Oh my god, that is literally the monster. Yep, it is. That is brilliant. I know. I saw that and I was like, wow. Yep. See, it's shit like that that I really enjoy with Jordan Peele. Like, I feel like anybody else they would have just they would have thrown a cowboy hat on him and been like, here are the main characters in the movie, you know? And just like I don't yeah. I love disturbing moments because nobody's willing to put them in movies. Like, have you seen Mid? Mm-hmm. Have you seen Midsummer? Uh uh-uh. uh It is the most demented movie I've ever seen. But you won't watch The Boys. No, trust. I promise you, The Boy. The Boys is just kind of like raunchy, right? Like it's just kind of <laughs> okay. a raunchy show. But like, and yeah. and I'm not saying The Boys is. I bet The Boys is a good show. To be completely honest, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. When you watch Midsummer, you are you are just un. You're out of your mind with like how demented this I film is. I love that. But it's so. I need to watch it. Oh my god! Just don't watch it with your kids anywhere close nearby. I promise you, you won't. <laughs> I won't. Have you seen Hereditary? That sounds familiar. Okay, so it's. But I don't think so. It's Ari Aster. He's the he's the director. He's done both of them, Hereditary and Midsummer, and he's coming out with a new one, which is a comedy with Joaquin Phoenix, and he's such a just like. A beautifully minded individual who makes extremely demented movies and this kind of gives me that feel like when I saw the the long what would you want to call that like the long duration of a scene with the monkey just like hitting yeah the, the woman it, oh my gosh it, you just want to look away you, you want to look away but you're like 
oh my god like jordan peele has balls for putting like this scene in the movie and not making it like a quick scene literally making you watch this moment and the same thing with you know we're, we'll, we'll call it the bounce house scene because that's kind of what's relating with you but you know yeah. the throat like he easily could have just shown the people getting sucked up into this monster and that was it. And that was it. But then he's like, no, we're going to show everything. We're going to show them screaming and struggling and being suffocated. It almost feels like they're walking through the haunted house where there's like the two. You know how like. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's the it, bounce it's house. It's like the, the inflated walls. Yes. And you're like trying to squeeze through. But like mm-hmm. nobody else would leave it out there except for somebody like Ari Aster with his films. And so that really resonates with me because I'm like, hey, you're willing to take a risk. Midsummer's with Florence Pugh. Yes, she's phenomenal. Okay, I'll watch it. Oh my god, please, I, please let me know your I, thoughts. I, I, for anybody, I'm going for to. anybody listening, Midsummer, please let me know if you watch it, if you experience it. DM me on Instagram because I want to know every single person who watches this movie. I want to know exactly what they think. You want to have a conversation with? Oh, <laughs> I, I promise, once you watch this, you're gonna say, Spencer, we need to have a conversation because this film yeah. just requires one after. So. What was so good with the monkey scene too is that it only did tiny cuts to yes. so it gave you a tiny break, but it was cuts to good like not good parts, but right, like they gave you a tiny break. That's what I, I do. I love that about Jordan Pill. I love that he, you know, does that kind of stuff. I wish I know this but this is just me being, you know, a critic, I guess. Um, I wish the monkey was more realistic. I agree with that actually. I I do. And like uh, let me look at their budget. You know, what was their budget? Nope budget. Cause it had to have been. I mean, sixty-eight I mean, million is not small. I mean, that's a pretty good budget. That is not small. And what was it used for? Y- yeah, I mean, maybe the you, maybe the monster, like in the sky and stuff. Cause the monster, I will say, the monster looked good until the end. I didn't like the way that they kind of. Yeah. They they made it look like non-intimidating when they like opened up and flared out. Whereas the whole time, yeah. If you just saw the hole open up. That was intimidating. Yeah. But then when they kind of I agree. faded out into this weird, I don't know, psychedelic monster, I was like, com- I was like, this is kind of interesting to me. But yeah, it did. It it lost me then when I was like, they're not like, what's it gonna? Do? It, it should have shown um, the monster eating someone like that. Yes. Yep. And it sh- and it would have been more intimidating. But you kind of are like, maybe this monster's not bad, right? Like, maybe it's not that bad. And then at the end, does it die? Is that what we're getting? Like the monster, the monster dies? Yeah, yeah, and because you can kind of see its skeleton, it kind of looks like a dinosaur. <laughs> did you? See no, that I, did, I didn't even realize that. I swear on my life, I thought it was like a T Rex. <laughs> That's why I was like, "What is going on?" I will say because I looked up. Um, I don't know if you've seen the newer Planet of the Apes, the ones with a uh, what's it called? Matt Reeves actually did Planet of the Apes, who also did the Batman. Have you seen those at all? Mm-hmm. Yes, I the ones like Caesar talking and stuff. Yeah, because Caesar. Is that the one? Yeah, the yeah, monkeys yeah. looked great, in my opinion, at least during the last two films. However, the last film had um, a hundred and seventy million dollar budget, while the second one had a ninety three million dollar. So that's understandable that they were able to make them look as good as they did because they had such a massive budget. But to your point, like that was the first thing I noticed when the monkey was in there. I was like, oh, okay, I can tell it's a fake monkey. You know, like, that was, like, the number one exactly. thing that came to my mind. Me too. I kind of was like, what are they going to... I was like, wait. But I also thought that the Monkey Paw production, is that his Is that That's his Jordan Peele's name? production, yeah. Okay, so... Well, that might mean more to us than we think then, because 
the ending shot of him like this isn't that in his poster like isn't that his production thing is a monkey paw oh, or is it not that's a good question let me look up monkey paw production i will say he did say because the, the what's it called that's the whole show with the monkey like the sitcom he said that was based on a true story not the the monkey killed people but he said the oh, show no, was not. based on a true story it's it's the monkey pot is like doing a tea it's like stirring tea oh it's not doing yeah a, yeah i see that I you see know what that. i mean but that's where i kind of got a little bit confused i'm like is this his new opener like the monkey pot production i i thought like oh is this like the new you know like how blumhouse does their stuff yep. or whatever yep I was like, oh, this might be like that. But um, yeah, the it was really good. I wish the monkey would have been. I mean, I thought the scene with the monkey was really good. Yes. It was just the first part that they showed where you could be like, oh, what kind of movie is this going to be with like an obviously fake monkey? You know? Yeah. I don't remember the last so, time I watched a movie. Now, TV's different because TV has so many different elements to it. But like a movie where the scene where the monkey catches his eye, like he like finally sees jupe i don't remember a, a movie scene where i was so like like pressed against my chair i was like oh my god like we obviously know jupe I is know. gonna live but like what like this is such an intense moment and they they took their time like that moment oh, that, yeah. it lasted and that it, it resonated so hard because i was like okay those are the moments that define this movie as as a collective whole, right? Like, yes, Kiki Palmer mm-hmm. and Daniel Kaluuya, they they actually had great chemistry, and I thought they did a pretty good job. But I yeah, they did great. I don't feel like they stood out. I feel like the two disturbing scenes stood out more than anything, or at least like yeah. when I talk to people, that's kind of what stands out the most. I agree, and especially the the whole TV scene was probably my favorite. Not even just the monkey part. The scene where you know. The children actors are like trying to talk and then they mess up a line and then they go back. Yeah. Like it was just kind of cool to see that. And then, yeah, it's, I like in any movie when something catches the camera's eye, you know, like. Yes, yes. It's like, oh, and it's normally when people are hiding in closets, right? Or like hiding from someone in a house. But this one was like, oh, man. And especially because this monkey just brutally brutally murdered somebody three seconds ago and now he's looking at him and then he goes in to do and that part was gross too disgusting by the way when his hand was covered in mm. blood and he's gonna go fist bump him and then he just gets boom well, and shot how, up and how about the woman surviving now that i wish more i wish that we could have gotten into that a little bit more i don't know why they introduced her and then took her away from us yeah. that quick I, I i was hoping that it would be something more than that I think it was, com- I mean, once again, I mean, that was mis- a big part in the trailer. It was, yeah. It was a big part of the trailer. So it was just a big misdirection of of the trailer because she's in it for a good, you know, minute in the trailer. And then you see and you're, you're like, oh, it has nothing to do. Yeah. Like, we're not going to get anything from this. Well, when I watched the trailer and I saw her, I was like, oh, my God. Like, she connects with the the UFO. Like, she, she feels this, like, bond, you know? Like, she's going to have some big role when in reality, yeah. like she just got brutally messed up as a human being it was genuinely nothing yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it and was so genuinely nothing jordan peele with his misdirection i i want to ask you because i think we've narrowed down that like the monkey scene was probably the best i th- i actually think mm-hmm. i agree with that we we didn't really like the kind of the the cgi with the monkey or the cgi with the monster at the end what would you mm-hmm. say was like the most pivotal moment either good or bad for you kind of what what shaped the way you felt about the movie if you're like walked in you're like yeah i don't think i actually like that because of this moment it just really pushed me in the this direction or vice versa 
You know, okay, <laughs> I'll say this part. The the guy um, who was filming, his voice pissed me off. I'm going to be honest with you. His voice pissed me off. Like the, now, the like a claim. The film guy. Okay. The film. Yeah. yeah. Like, like how he had like a monologue for everything and like his voice, like he, he was like the classic, um, you know, just like the classic dude, like philosopher guy yeah. in every movie. Yeah. And then the film part made me upset too. I think that's what lost me was the second time that they lost the film was when I was like, this is hopeless. Yeah. Like, I think I was kind of frustrated at that point and kind of being like, what's going to happen now? Um, but especially when he was like, when he got up, you know, when he was like, I'm doing this for film yeah. or whatever. I was like, he can't even get, yeah. he can't even get. It's, it's all for nothing. No it's literally it. a waste of that's, film. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the part that lost me, yeah. I think, when I was just like this. And it was just exhausting at that point, right? Yeah. I think to go along with your point, I think the contrast, because I really enjoyed the film. Like I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but I think the contrast that rubbed me the wrong way were these really detailed moments and then these really not so thought out moments. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is like the first time that they tried to like capture the UFO slash monster on video, there was like a bug on the screen. It's like, come on, like, like that's so in my opinion that it's like one in a million chance that that bug is going to be on that screen for the most pivotal moment of your like entire you know scene. So I was like, okay, that was mm-hmm. a little cheesy that it was like that was the one deterring factor. But then you tie in like the entire story arc and the connection with the monkey and Jupe and the monster and Hollywood, it's kind of an ode to Hollywood. I was like, this is so weird because it's like this contrast of minimal detail to exceptional detail in story writing. And so I don't know. Overall, I think like the pros outweigh the cons, but I do think that that contrast of like, hey, like let's think this out a little bit more, you know? Like if you're gonna have some yeah. guy come in and play kind of a major role in the in the third act as like this professional, you know, cinematography expert, and then literally his entire forty five minutes or however long he's in it means nothing because he just gets like selfish and really kind of ignorant with his ego it's like that's kind of a waste of him being in the movie if you think about it yeah he didn't bring anything to it you know like there was nothing unlike the i don't i forget the guy's name but the tech guy he was really good yeah i really liked him he was good and um the also the the uh beginning part with daniel when he's trying to um like give his speech yeah and then kiki comes in and she does it <laughs> way better i love i i love him though i think he's such a great he actor is phenomenal. he is so good he is and so i don't good. think he's just jordan peele good i think he can do good fun fact he's not going to be in wakanda forever because of this movie yeah and i actually like respect him for it because i don't know at the end of the day wakanda forever had one of the best trailers i've ever seen ever now I wasn't a fan of the first film. It wasn't. It didn't really relate. Like I just didn't feel connected to the film. But I loved this trailer and the way that they pulled on your emotions. It was very based around emotional marketing. But I think he understood. Okay, the quality of story writing mixed with the quality of directing mixed with this, with the quality of like misdirection and curiosity with Jordan Peele compared to Marvel slash Disney. I think he understood that contrast, right? Because when you get yeah. When you get hooked with Disney, you're never leaving. I mean, 
-hmm. literally Benedict Cumberbatch is one of the best actors today and he can't leave Doctor Strange like he's tied to that role probably forever and honestly like his other roles are so much more defining in my opinion but he's kind of tied to it so I'm not saying that Black Panther is a bad opportunity but I, I respect Daniel for choosing Nope when he had the opportunity to be in this giant blockbuster Wakanda Forever where he probably would have made more money anyways but he kind of chose this right. route. So I feel like him and Jordan Peele are, are very connected in that way. Yeah, they're they're a duo. I don't think he would have said no um, to Jordan Peele at all. No, no. I don't think it would have been a thing at all. I think he would have done anything to do this film. And I do think Jordan Peele's not... I think he's going to lose some fans. I'm just being honest. I don't think oh. that he's going to... I don't think that he's going to like go down by any means. I just think that this one might have been too far out to mm. connect to i just think this one might have been like too many questions yeah I and mean, not and and wrapping up in a bow with no twist or anything is is not is not like him so i just think he might he might learn from it no i agree i think i think what he's trying to do is not get caught up in the same cycle because i think a lot of screenwriters a lot of directors they're whether they're well reputated or not like they'll create films that feel identical to each other like i'm a fan of matthew mcconaughey as an actor but he's kind of the same person in every movie he's in like he's never like this very contrasted individual where christian bale will put on 60 pounds if he has to to play vice president and then lose 60 pounds if he has to to play this drug addict brother of a of a fighter you know so it's like Yes. That's where you can really feel like somebody's trying to be different and not be seen as Batman. He doesn't want to be seen as Batman, whereas like Matthew McConaughey is kind of seen as the same person. And so Jordan Peele, I think like this film tells me he wanted to try something different that wasn't going to feel like Get Out or Us. And I haven't seen Us, but I many people said it felt right in line with Get Out. It was obviously very different, but it kind of just felt on the same platform. Whereas this yeah. one is so far out there. Like sci-fi alien something that you wouldn't expect honestly from jordan peele but it kind of puts him in the category of like maybe best modern day horror writers directors like that's kind of maybe that's uh i don't know maybe a strong push i I think he's no i think he's up there for sure i just think you also have to play to your strengths and that's but that's like christopher nolan doing a rom-com would you be like you know like i'd be sorely intrigued because i just don't think it would ever happen (laughs) but you get what i'm saying (laughs) it's like christopher nolan has these films where you know what you're going into now you don't necessarily exactly know what you're going into but you know the feeling that you're gonna yeah that's a good point and the jordan and this one just felt like it just felt like if this one would have been his first, I'm just telling you right now, I don't think it, I don't think it would have been like, wow. Oh, OK. Like, I don't you know, and I, it makes me sad because I am a huge Jordan Peele fan. I just would I just was expecting more. I'm a fan. Of- but that's also as a fan, I shouldn't be like, you know, expecting this amazing thing every time. But I just think he, he if he would have done even just one twist and I don't mean like misleading because misleading is different than a twist. A twist is like tying it all in almost. Yeah, I see what you mean so the misleading was good because then you're on your feet all the time but like there should have been like an aha moment or something and there just wasn't yeah i i don't think that you're wrong though for having any type of good expectations going into any film because i think anytime you go into a film obviously you want to be open-minded but i think you should also kind of expect that the movie's going to be good if it's first of all in theaters that's like already an indication that that's true it should kind of be good because there are thousands of movies being made every year and only a select amount get into theater so you kind of should have that expectation 
But I think one thing that I enjoy with any movie is when there are layers to pull back, right? And layers maybe to pull back after you watch it that you never realized while you're watching it. And this kind of provided yeah. that for me where I, wa- I, I came home and ever since that day that I watched it, I've literally been trying to pull back these layers over and over and over. Now, it doesn't mean that there weren't plot holes or that there weren't, you know, right. there are moments that he could have done things a lot better. Because don't, don't get me wrong, this is far from a perfect film. But I was, yeah. I was a little bit impressed because I'm not an alien person. I don't like alien movies. I think Signs is my only other alien movie that I can think of right off the top of my head. Maybe there are other ones that I really enjoyed. Because I'm not like an a alien versus Quiet Predator. Quiet Place? Would you, do you think that's aliens? Is that, I guess that is, huh? Is that's kind of like, gotta be it's like monster oriented. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Because I did like Quiet Place a lot. But I think what I like yeah. about Signs, A Quiet Place, Nope, is that you, you receive very minimal activity from these predators. Like you don't, you don't know their characteristics hardly at all. And that just creates a lot of curiosity for me to say, let me try to figure this out. Like, why are these people? Why are these predators doing this? Why are they, what's the premise here? And so I think there's a lot of good. There's definitely a good amount of bad. um, But I think ultimately, I don't know how you rate your movies, but it, uh, I. Yeah, one one to 10? Yeah, I want to hear your one to 10 scale for Nope. You want me to go first? Yeah, and I have not seen IMDb. So I will check IMDb after we give ours and see kind of how we. Rotten Tomatoes is at 82 and 70%. 70% audience, 82% critics. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I think I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. I don't think that's bad. I just think it was... Um, but like I, I wanted to say, the more that I think about it, the more that I did enjoy it, it's just like at that time, it was kind of like, what a bummer. You I know? remember, yeah, you texted so like me if, and you, you seemed disappointed. When you initially saw it, yeah. you're like, hey, what was up with this, you know? Yeah, I was a little disappointed, and but I do like that about Jordan Peele because you're right. The more that you think about it, and the more that you like hear these little things, you're like more intrigued, and that is what you want in a movie. You want people to keep, you know, talking about it. Like nobody talks about this kind of stuff with like what Snow White and the Huntsman. Nobody talked about that after they watched it. Yeah, you know, just random movies like that. Life of Gru. No one's talking about that. After. <laughs> Life of Gru. <laughs> oh, you had to pull it in. So. You had to. <laughs> And so it's like he's doing his job and I love it. And I will always watch his movies. I will. I'm excited for the next one. I will watch it. Fair enough. And what if what if he know, does a so get out too? Out what if he does a get out too? I'll he, watch he, it. he is not. He has not and turned down that a, opportunity. And what if it's a musical? <laughs> hey, trust the directors. <laughs> trust them. If you, if you like if you like their product, trust it. Um, wait, just so I know your scale and how you work. What's like? What's yes. like, uh, on your scale of one to 10, what number is like, okay, this is still enjoyable. It's not, it's not great, but I, I still enjoy it. And then when does it get to like, yeah, I did not really like that. Well, see, now I'm like, I don't know. 10 to me is like Joker, right? Like I loved it. I wanted I'll to I'll never it give again. any film a 10, by the way. I don't give anything a 10. What? I don't think there's any okay, perfect Okay, not even film. a Christopher Nolan movie? Like, I think if I were to rate The Prestige, which I've never done, actually, which is kind of crazy. I don't know how. But, like, I'd probably rate The Prestige, like, a, a 9.7. Like, because... Okay, cause there, I get what you're saying. There are going to be moments that I would definitely change, you know? Like, there's never going to be something where I'm like, oh, my... Like, even French fries. I used to review French fries. Like, I could never yeah. give a perfect score because there's always something. There's just... You yeah. can always make something better. 
I think I'm just like a 10 person like, oh, you know, that yeah, Joker's like my 10. And then I think probably if I give you an eight, it's a really good movie. I'd be okay. like, dang, you got to watch that. Okay. I think eight is like, you got to watch it. Seven's like, it was good. Anything below that, like Thor got a 6.5. That's not great. Yeah. But I think you need to watch it, but it's not great. I think you and I kind of align on that. If I rate something a six, I think it's worth watching, but only worth watching once. Yeah. Anything lower than a six, and, I'm and like, I don't like, think I should have watched that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I don't need to be Googling about it. I got my, you know, I'm done with it kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So seven out of 10 for Brittany. I would rate it an 8.3 out of 10. That's, that is my solid rating. I came into this review and I was like thinking about it. I was like, what would I rate this? Cause I usually do like a standard written review and then I rate it at the end, but I haven't done that for Nope, which I need to. But I was like, okay, this kind of feels well-rounded to me. Uh, 8.3 out of 10, a lot of things done right. You know, it's definitely a good amount of things that could have done or could have been done better, but I really enjoyed uh, what they did. So let me, I want to see what it, what it got on IMDb. Oh yeah. What it did get. IMDb IMDb gave it a 7.6 out of 10. So kind of right in the middle between both of us. So in the middle of us. There you go. Yep. yep. And and once again, (laughs) it's a polarizing film. I mean, just like Thor, Love and Thunder. I remember seeing some critic reviews and some of them were like, this is top five best Marvel films of all time. Best best villain we've ever seen and then others that are like this is literally bottom three worst marvel films we've ever seen like they didn't even use you know uh gore whatever so like i think this falls right in line with that polarizing view where some people are like what did i just watch and other people are like oh my god jordan peele you are brilliant you know so right i agree yeah we're we're definitely like in the middle i don't think we'll ever be like blindly because i love jordan peele but i'm never gonna be like blindly like oh what he does is what he does it's great exactly this one wasn't the greatest and that's okay i not every film that he does is gonna be incredible and amazing to the way that it was at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, look at Steven They're Spielberg. They're incredible and amazing in their own way. Exactly. You know? Like they have their, they have their, their pros. They have their moments. Yeah. 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 So 8.3 for me, seven for uh, Brittany. Let us know if you've seen Nope. Obviously, I think at this point, many people have. Let us know your polarizing thought, whether you loved it, whether you hated it whether you think we just don't know what we're talking about or whatever the case may be. And honestly, like, let us know your inside scoop because we've been discovering a lot of hidden details as we've been talking more about it. But if you know something that we have not discussed, please let us know because we want to hear about it. But yeah, I would love to know. Above, above all, that is our popcorn review of Nope. And have a good one. Peace. Peace.